So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rematches Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. Brian, you can blame it all on me. <laughs> Come on, you gonna stop there? Oh, oh I'm gonna stop there. Wow, it's a clip so sweet. I gotta leave something. I gotta leave something to come back to. Yeah. 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 Brian, oh, come yeah. back. <laughs> I got that high now. But at no point does Michael J. Fox give himself a handy. <laughs> no, I didn't say anything about a handy. Well, well this episode's <laughs> off to a great start. The overwhelming spectacle that is the Great American Beer Fest. Pistachio cream ale on nitro, barrel aged American wild ale with vanilla beans and black currants, jalapeno oyster porter, sours brewed with vegetables, fried green tomato sour ale, kale cumber, which is obviously cucumber, mint, and kale. Spaghetti ghosts is my favorite. Uh, with roasted tomatoes, fresh basil, oregano, sea salt, and yes, spaghetti pasta. Oh, fantastic sounding. Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, craft brews and geek news. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Welcome, craft beer. My name is Donnie. This is the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, craft brews and geek news, where we talk about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. Who could possibly speak to these topics and more? Besides us three lovely gentlemen, Mr. Lausman, how are you? Hey, you doing all right? Actually doing quite well. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the show tonight. Three days sober from the American, the Great American Beer Fest. Nope. <laughs> no. Okay, three, three days from the American Beer Fest, Great American Beer Fest. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> and Mr. Rye Guy, how are you? I'm doing very good. Glad to be here as always, hanging out with you gentlemen and talking about craft beer and all the other geeky stuff we can talk about. Absolutely. And Ryan, as you are well aware, we always start off our fantastic podcast here with a little segment we call, What Are You Drinking? What Are You Going to Drink? Boys, who wants to kick us off? Full disclosure, I sort of got in the mood for, oh Jesus, um, for um, for the Great American Beer Festival, and I picked up a New Belgium beer that I'd never seen before, the Hamperer. Um, it's the... Uh, it's hops and hemp rain. Uh, so it's a very, very hemp heavy type of beer. Um, and it's actually really good. Yeah. You, Ryan, I think you had this one or two times before. They, yes. But do <laughs> not let me spoil your segment time. So, uh, well, there's, there's no spoiling it. I mean, I like it. It, uh, let me tell you this much. I cracked into it and I said, okay, yep, that's, that smells like hemp. <laughs> <laughs> um that's there's no denying that like and i had to reread the bottle and i was like okay yep that's definitely exactly what it is so exactly what you're thinking out there that is what this is it's an hpa also new term for me um i did not know that that was a thing but uh, a hemp pale ale is that it i feel like that's it not sure 
Yeah, uh, it says it all over the bottle, so I'm going to go with it. But surprisingly drinkable, 7% ABV, um, actually really good. So I've, uh, I've never seen this beer before, but it looks interesting. Really? It's very, it's very interesting. interesting oh, that's right, Donnie, because you didn't, you didn't get to go to the um, Temple Terrace Brew Fest. They actually had some out there, and the whole place, every time they opened a can, just wafting down wind just <laughs> smelled like hemp. <laughs> we're like we're smoking doobies yeah that's crazy that's, that's accurate it smells like it i mean coming straight from colorado last weekend it, it's very reminiscent from where the streets of denver town Dentown, colorado <laughs> it's just yeah it's it's unmistakable i mean it, it's almost like kind of weird to have but, but but i like it so i can't i can't speak do more you highly feel like you're it. doing something illegal right now i mean i don't i'm not like driving a car <laughs> <laughs> That would that would be illegal and irresponsible at the least, but would be. Yeah, no, it, it it does feel a little weird though. I I will give you that, Ryan. It feels like just smelling it, seeing it, whatever. I'm like, okay, uh, not in Den Dentown, Denverton. No, yeah, that's very <laughs> very unique. Um, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. I'll have to definitely try that. I'll save um, you one. Try that out sometime. Yeah, Rye guy. What'd you uh What'd you bring this evening? I actually brought a new Belgian beer as well to the table. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's the Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. And I've never had this before. So I picked it up. I was like, well, let's give it a shot. I'm not a big fan of juicy, you know, uh, hazy beers, but I like them every now and then. But this has a great aroma coming off the glass like before you even drink it it's just straight beautiful zesty smelling hops and then you taste the flavor of the beer and it's very equivalent to um like a thick hazy highlight if you can imagine that uh it, it, but the aroma is so much better I, I this might just have been become my favorite beer uh, really thus far yes Which Legit, you know, just, i'm sorry the this is the, the the juicy ranger this is the Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA, and this might have just taken top five in in, in my book of IPAs right now. It's just saying. so good. I'm so glad to hear that because I loved it when I had it. Oh my Whoa. god, the dry hop on this is phenomenal. It doesn't. It's not a. It's not. I I don't believe it's done with a wet dry hop. You can kind of tell the difference. There's a, you know, it's 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 a little more uh, thick and present. But man, the aroma. It's like I've just cracked open a bag of hops a bag of pellet hops uh citrus centennial like anything you can think of with a c is just coming right out of the glass it's amazing i can, I can think of a few oh jesus <laughs> you what what i do oh, okay you oh you didn't do anything <laughs> no I, this is a very very wow that's a very good beer just saying i see what you're saying yes so go get one <laughs> very good so what i did was again just because this episode we're going to talk about some of the feedback here in a second and some of our experience from the great american beer fest i brought a great american beer fest winner which last man i'm surprised you didn't think of which is fine but i um so the international pale ale category uh international style pale ale category the guayabera which is cigar city and it's been around for a while, I, I think for a few years now, um, it was essentially modeled after the name comes from the four pocket 
shirt design that um, Latin American uh, residents tend to flock to because of its functional and crisp linen uh, styles. I don't know. You know, Cigar City, they always tie in some sort of uh, Florida or history into their uh, their beer names. But essentially, it's it's just a very citra uh, based pale ale. And it's it's great. I mean, it's very drinkable when it's hot outside like it was in Denver, like it is here. It is a fantastic beer. It's it's got a couple different hop varieties as well. I think Simcoe and Citra, of course, are in here. It's very crisp. It's 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 very dry, um, but very drinkable. And I think it stacks in at about let's see five and a half percent. So it's it's not really high on alcohol or super boozy, but it's very refreshing and it's a very drinkable beer. So I understand why this won second place. So it got a, a silver medal um, for the international style pale ale. The gold medal winner that came from Florida was the Cigar City, or uh, again, Maduro uh, Brown Ale. And that was really? a gold winner, gold winner for Brown Porter. Um, now, I didn't get that beer to this evening because... I've had so many of those. I don't need to drink another one. But it is a good brown ale. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That, that got gold medal? I mean, gold, I'm not saying anything medal. bad. I think that's great. But Gold medal for brown porter category. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to herald back to one thing real quickly. You said uh, you were surprised I didn't have that. I had that in my hands, and then I saw this Hemperer, and I said, mm, okay. I was like, I got to try something new. I had so much of that Gaia Berry uh, last weekend, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to mix it up a little bit. So you were correct. I totally did eyeball that, but I ended up <laughs> trying something new. So. I, I didn't mean that beer specifically. I just meant I was looking in the liquor. I was in my liquor store, and they've got a really decent, this is a tangent, but they got a really decent craft beer selection however i was flipping through all the various winners from 2018 and i couldn't find a single one and and i'm telling you like there are i don't know probably three or four hundred facings of craft beer in my liquor store and um and i just couldn't find one so no i didn't i didn't look you know insanely hard and they have a lot of international stuff too so i get that that sucks up a lot of real estate but um but yeah i was surprised that i had a difficult time finding any winners so i knew that cigar city as we were there you know had two that won i knew one of those was maduro but i i i forgot the the um the guayabera was uh was was winner too so i just want to say that i brought it to support it and it's been a while since i've had that beer so um you know i wanted to try it but i did try it at the great american beer fest which which you know now i remember <laughs> so <laughs> so that's it so um all right anything else boys and we can move on to the um to the meat of the show here i'm also drinking a vanilla porter from breckenbridge so oh so that vanilla porter another colorado dr- uh beer <laughs> well, that, that vanilla porter specifically is the one that i compared against mine that i brewed out of the pico I the know. first beer and it was i honestly preferred mine just because it was slightly drier but that vanilla porter is delicious i know it's a very good vanilla porter. It's very tasty. So. <laughs> um, great. Okay. So as we kind of hinted to, and I, I swear we won't dog this, Ryan. I know you've got some questions, I'm sure, and there's some people out there that you know want to hear from us. And there's a whole bunch of feedback that we have to provide in terms of uh, what we were doing this weekend um, at the Great American Beer Festival 2018, the 37th consecutive year um, for GABF. And man, was it a good time! 62 thousand attendees over a three-day festival four thousand beers from more than 800 breweries it was incredible i don't ryan i don't even know how to explain it to you it it was incredible from the day that our plane from the moment our plane took off 
to the moment we almost missed our plane coming home. It oh. was a true. It was a truly incredible trip. I got to so. hear more because I, I started to doubt, like I, I wasn't seeing too many things and I was like, I wonder if they even made it. Like maybe they just <laughs> drank the whole night away and overslept their stay. But I got to hear, like, give me some of the details, man. You, tell tell, tell me a little bit and then we'll get into the, the beers well, and stuff. Yeah, I'll, exactly. I'll give you a rundown of the whole weekend and what we did. And then I'll, and then we can dive back, dive back into the beers. Um, last man, keep me honest. And if you think I'm excluding something, let me know. But here's the elevator pitch of how the weekend went. And first off, Ryan, and those of you listening out there, yes, to Ryan's point, we did not do a lot of social media posting, a lot of pictures, a lot of Instagramming, nothing. We literally did nothing of that because it was Mr. Lousman, myself, and Christian Roberts. And the three of us are what I would like to call social media unsavvy, as in we don't like to do it. We don't do it often. We were, we were there soaking it all in. We knew that we only had a 48-hour trip, and I was not going to waste any of it posting the social media or worrying about my my posts and my tweets and whatever it was. We were there to enjoy the festival, to document it, to experience it. And I think we did that to the nth degree. And none of us got arrested, which is great. Awesome. So, so stage opens up. We uh, Lostman and I get to the airport. It's fine. We're, we're, we're heading on our way to the flight. That's great. We got a great, nice open seat between us. So we enjoyed, you know, a nice roomy flight on the way there. We get there as soon as we land. We hop in an Uber. We get to our Airbnb where Christian Roberts has already let himself in and is making himself at home comfortable <laughs> in, our, in our Airbnb. Um, we drop our stuff. We do a quick, you know, change and once over and we head off to our rooftop bar. Uh, which were, we were invited to the Suds and Stogies um, uh, rooftop party to kick things. I'm, I'm already gonna be crying now on oh, that Friday night. Well, don't cry, but we we as soon as we walked in, we got Sounds goodie so bags. Fun. We got goodie bags with shirt, t-shirts, and coasters, and stickers, and bottle openers, and cigar cutters. Walked upstairs, and we were each handed to four um, complimentary cigars as well as four craft beers from the bar. We found we met up with our friend um, Neil uh, from Cigar City, who gave us some insight here. And I'll be posting all these interviews that we took. Uh, that we recorded here uh, very shortly. It's just been a very busy few days getting back to real life. But um, Tanks is actually from Miami. And, of course, Cigar City is from Tampa here. And they led a a Stogie and and Craft Beer seminar that talked all about the synergies and how the two things can complement each other. And we listened to those guys talk and had a great time on the rooftop terrace of overlooking beautiful downtown Denver with an insane party happening downstairs. Um, It was absolutely wild we stayed there we drank our beers we talked to our friend sean uh nordquist who's again from tampa here but was also up there um visiting and experiencing the fest we talked to neil who's a good buddy of the podcast and then we just partied the night away so that was that was friday night and and to be honest i think we hit it a little too hard that first (laughs) night but that that's what tends to happen i kind of figured that's what was gonna happen (laughs) it was right on the button i mean i think we were perfectly partying yeah, you just you just we tuckered ourselves out, I think, pretty quickly that Friday night. But man, was it a uh, a true celebration! Um, it was a rager, craft beer, and uh, set it set the night with conversations and and great laughs and uh, fantastic cigars and some of the best beers you know around. It was it was a great celebration. So we thank Cigar City and um, the Tank for um, for having us out there uh, for that that rooftop party. And to one to one listener in particular out there, uh, the very Mr. handsome Ty. man. No, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, yeah, very very handsome man. 
you're welcome. I bought you a burrito um, because I made way too many <laughs> handsome guy jokes. And then the whole crowd kind of turned on me. And I thought to myself, well, shit, now I got to buy this guy a burrito. Yeah, I disappeared for a second on Friday night after the rooftop party and after the third or fourth bar. We went to a craft beer arcade, which is a lot of fun. And I come out to Ryan Roberts and, uh, and or excuse me, Christian Roberts and, and uh, Lousman buying some dude a burrito. It was my going on here. I made fun of him for being too handsome. Uh, that tends to happen because handsome people don't see that coming. And I think it's a really funny joke. So I try that one often. But uh, well, this time it cost you, my friend. It cost me one burrito, and I'll give you that. But uh, but the end of the story is, and the moral here is, is uh, don't make fun of handsome people. They're just people, too. They're just more handsome than you. So, Ryan, I do have good news about this part of the story here is that Suds and Stogies will have their second annual party on October 4th. So that lends to to believe that maybe GABF has been shifted yet another uh, later weekend into the first week of of October, which would be interesting. That's actually perfect because I'm going to be on a cruise the middle of September. And I was just thinking, man, I have to go to this next year. I cannot miss (laughs) this. If they would have kept it this same weekend, I would have been on a cruise to the Eastern Caribbean. But now, Donnie, with that news, I can probably start saving oh money well in advance to go. Yes. Well, I would uh, suggest yeah. I was telling it to the boys too. Our plan was that we're all gonna scroll away some money to 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 try and you know definitely Let's make the start tour. now. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell yeah. you, like if we if we had done it a little bit differently, we would have changed some things, but overall it was it was a absolutely perfect oh. weekend. So so that was just Friday, my friend. <laughs> so the great we haven't even been to the Great American Beer Fest. We wake up on Saturday. We grab this sick brunch um, over at this, uh, this place called Racines, Ra- Ra- Racines, something like Ra- that. Racines, yeah, Racines, something Rexines. like that. Anyways, it doesn't really matter what it's called. It had the ble- the best Bloody Mary I've ever had in my entire life, and it was a bacon on bacon on bacon Bloody Mary, highly suggested by the staff. We we were all feeling a little bit from last night, so we had some Bloody Marys. Uh, some eggs, Benny, and just had a great time at, at brunch. After brunch, it was still early morning. We had not plenty of time for checking. The, the Saturday session that we were heading to was from 12 to 4. We were there checking in by noon, and we uh, we got, again, some swag, some hats, some uh, cool shot glass uh, beer sippy cup that was made of glass, which is the first beer fest I ever went to with a glass you know, sample cup. Very mm-hmm. interesting. And then we walked in to the Great American Beer Fest 2018, and damn. I think it's 44,000 square foot of beer fest that was there. It was absolutely insanity. There was more beers and more space. I, I tell you this, we walked around collecting one ounce pours from every table that we saw. And we got some tips too going in from the night before. As in, if you're going to the beer fest, don't go to any lines. Don't wait in the line. You don't need to. Go to any other thing and grab a beer. And then if you really want to, you can go back to the ones that have the long lines. But those tend to fluctuate based on what's happening. So there was like a Jameson garden. There was a silent disco, which is hilarious. And we have video of that on um, on our uh, that I'll, I'll be producing here shortly. But essentially, like that was hilarious just walking into it because it's so loud in this place. And then all of a sudden you see just like 50 people in a little boxed in area with the DJ on stage and there's no music or sound, but everybody's got these Bluetooth headphones on and they're just raging. (laughs) 
Like they're just <laughs> raging. Everybody yeah. stops and turns the DJ and's like, woo! And you're like, what is going on? And then you put the headphones what? on and it's like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> and they're just like, blah, 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 blah. Like it was, it was an awesome rager. And they had um they had like beer costumes of like Dale's Pale Ale and stuff you could like throw on and just like dance around. And we got some photos and video of it. Um, it was really very funny, but uh the silent disco thing is never something I've I've ever participated in. And man, that was awesome. But that sounds like something you should do at a house party. Just, it, it does. It, was it does sound like something. Something like you could do at a house party, but there was seriously like sixty pairs of headphones available for anybody that wanted to do that. Uh, anyways, the disc, the dance, the, the disco dance party was fine. Uh, but what was more impressive was the overwhelming spectacle that is the Great American Beer Fest. I want to list off a couple really unique ones, Lausman, that we either saw or tried, which I didn't try most of these, but I, I was looking back through the list. Pistachio Cream Ale on Nitro, Barrel-Aged American Wild Ale with Vanilla Beans and Black Currants, Jalapeno Oyster Porter, Ryan, thinking of you, wow. Sours, Sours Brewed with Vegetables, Fried Green Tomato Sour Ale, um, mm-hmm. Cute kale cumber, which is obviously cucumber, mint, and kale. Um, spaghetti ghost is my favorite. The spaghetti ghost, I did not try. I wish I did. Um, comes from Weldworks of Greeley, Colorado. It's a, loud, a lightly tart German-style wheat beer uh, with roasted tomatoes, fresh basil, oregano, sea salt, and yes, spaghetti pasta. Oh, fantastic sounding spaghetti um, pasta. I heard it's terrible. I, as in, <laughs> like, I heard it's not very drinkable. Oh, um, but it's very close to spaghetti flavored beer. You know, <laughs> I, I had a, a a Doritos ale uh, at the. That's probably good. Well, it sounds good. It the first sip was good, but then after that, it was like, okay, I'm getting so much Dorito here. <laughs> it's hard to drink. Kinda, you just kind of want to go with a regular ale and eat Doritos. So maybe that's how that was, but it still sounds like something you want to try. Uh, something you know, why not? I, I can just attest personally that I've never said that's enough Doritos in my life. Never oh, said no, that. this beer, you don't eat at that. You know, you'd rather just eat Doritos. And I've, I almost bought two bags of Doritos this afternoon. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not debating that. Buy the Doritos and then buy an ale. Don't buy a Dorito ale. It just doesn't work out. Sounds like it's. Like killing two birds once. You know what? You want to have a you want to have a Dorito ale. I do. Buy an ale, crush up a bunch of Doritos, just let it (laughs) soak overnight, and then drink it. (laughs) Can you just can you just pour the dust into like a beer and just call that Dorito ale? I don't know. I think they took the seasonings from the Dorito and tried to make it like a Dorito. I'm just saying that's what I think. But it was good at first. It was really good. But man, I'm not that. I'm not pasta. I'm not saying I would drink it every day, but it, it it they have. They add like double the amount of oh sea salt gosh. you should. They put a tomato puree in there in the fermenter with fresh tomatoes. Oh my gosh. Uh, they fire roast them. Uh, they get a, a hint of smoky sweetness from those and they, they dry herb uh, basically in a week with fresh basil um, and oregano. And, and it comes out to about a 4.8% kettle sour reminiscent mm. of robust spaghetti sauce, but still delicate, crisp, and surprisingly refreshing. I wish. Yeah, if I had one regret, it would have been that I didn't get to try that beer. Me too. Uh, but Man. but again, we were not. We, it's just so overwhelming. It, it's so it's undescribably overwhelming because you get there and you you hear this stuff and you see everything, and then when you go to leave, you say what? Like I didn't realize that was even there, like a thing to do. So uh, very unique. Um, but but just insane. So so that was Saturday. <laughs> huh. But 
Saturday's not over. We pulled a shawarma burger where halfway through the day, we went to a local sushi restaurant and talked literally about the Avengers scene from shawarma where they were all just uh, finishing saving the world and they sat down and just had some falafel and whatever else it was. Um, it was pretty hilarious. We already, we've already posted a 360 video of our day um, on the uh, Craft Brews and Geek News YouTube channel. So check that out if you want. Of course, Shawarma got in there. We took that break. Then we went right back for the afternoon setting. So there was a four, a 12 to 4 and then a 5 to 10 p.m. Uh, oh, <laughs> it was literally two sessions in one day. Oh, I thought it was only 12 to 4. No, nope. sir. There was two oh, beer fests. And what happens, what we learned is that in the second session of Saturday, shit goes bonkers. People show up <laughs> in costumes. They're thrown up everywhere. It is an absolute rager. Oh, by, that by doesn't sound then, good. Well, by then, we had already been there for like four hours. And I imagined if we were doing one ounce pours there for four hours, and it's literally a beer every five minutes maybe. I mean, we were smashing beers. But none of us really were that overtaken with alcohol like i don't think any of us were getting sloppy at that point even nope. in the evening session we had paced it out gotten food and kind of paced ourselves pretty evenly where i don't think we really had that that crazy of a of a buzz what happened is as it got darker before the thing shut down for the evening we popped out for a bit and took a whirly bird tour <laughs> around downtown denver uh, on the back of a Surrey bike built for three. So we hopped in a little guy's basket and he pedaled us around town <laughs> okay. as fast as he could. And it was hilarious. And like a rickshaw. Yeah, a rickshaw. We have all that on video too. So this will be hilarious to go back and look through because we were just like losing our minds flying through downtown Denver, sidewalks through a park, through like a crowded area on the street. Conversations. Horses. We it flew was, between people talking and yeah, we were just we were like talking and it was hello. It was truly glorious. I kept calling the guy a different name. It was just it was very it was very funny. So yeah, shout so, out Jason hashtag Ryan. I think his name was, uh, was Adam and Joe. I think Adam. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Anyways, yeah. so so we finished with that tour and we just we just kind of pop off to another bar. Uh, we hang out there for a bit and then we, you know, then we catch our Uber back to our Airbnb. So that was, or that was Saturday, excuse me. So then Sunday rolls around and uh, again, we get up, we head for the the actual train station so we can drop our, our bags there and then kind of walk through downtown. We had one more stop that we had to hit before we left Den Dentown, Coloradington, and it was the Great Divide Brewing Company, which... The brewery itself, or the, at least the tasting room, it is, it is a, it is a, so it is a brewery with a small tasting room smashed into it. <laughs> it is a brewery number one, small tasting room smashed into it. But the beer that we had there was like your Yeti, um, Oak Age Stout. I had a phenomenal. Oh man, it was like it wasn't a smoke porter, but it was. It was it was one of the better beers I've had, and I'll have to look it up while we're talking here. But man, it, every beer we had there, and it's Great Divide, and Great Divide is probably one of the best beers uh, or breweries, right, that I've ever had. Lost Man, back me up. Yeah, I mean, I was at this point in the trip, I was on a hazy kick. I mean, I was just any sort of hazy I can get a hold of. I was like, yeah, let me try that. Let me try that. <laughs> let me get into that. So um, we got to Great Divide, and 
Uh, their hazy was absolutely beautiful. I mean, just so good. I mean, it's refreshing to see something different in the IPA category. So huge fan of it um, and loved it and loved drinking. Like Donnie said, it is a, it's such a small little spat of land that they deserve or they reserve for the, um, the, the whole tasting room. And the rest of it is just like a full on brewery. So like you just get to literally Willy Wonka style, like, oh, this is what you're seeing because this is what you're drinking. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they had a strawberry rhubarb rhubarb um, sour, which was incredible. Uh, A couple scotch ales, the um, the blonde ale that was really good. The Heyday Modern IPA was good, but it's pretty standard IPA. I'm Mm -hmm. looking at the beer list now. It it was just a very, a very cool little brewery. So we had to go there before we left. And of course, we couldn't, we couldn't also walk past the Y Coop. I think it's called Y Coop. Wycoop Brewing, which is the act, that's actually the world's largest brew pub. Loss, I didn't know that before, but after, yeah, I believe after, it. Yeah, it was huge. It was, um, it was actually huge. Wincoop, I'm sorry, Wincoop Brewery, um, is one is the huge is the largest brew pub in America, I guess. So, um, mm-hmm. very cool. Apparently, the mayor also founded that uh that brewery so very interesting but we had like a lunch there a couple great beers there too overall you know and and okay so just wrap things up once we left great divide um i had a a bit of fun with the scooter rental (laughs) that was brought to you by lyft uh which is awesome they have these things like lyft use the lyft app but instead of getting a ride you could literally rent a scooter that's just parked on the street and you'd literally just hover over with your phone scan it and then you can take the scooter wherever you want to. I rode around for like a mile and a half, and it cost me $2.85. It was incredible. Yep. And I felt like I was a rock star because I was driving a scooter through downtown Denver at like 15 miles an hour, which doesn't sound fast. When you're riding a scooter, it's fast, especially yeah. on a sidewalk. You have <laughs> no idea how elated he was. I mean, oh, man. at was... one point, he busted up some sort of like drug arrest. Like, I, it was kind of weird. Like, he checked the footage on the 360 camera. Uh, the 360 camera footage. Yeah, it's all on there. Because uh, yeah. yeah, I did. We didn't have any runs with police until that moment. Yeah, well, and that was after a couple breweries and brunch and a bunch of stuff. And I was driving a scooter, and I'm like, God, oh, shoot! I should not be. Hey, I'm just gonna go around you guys. But you were in the green, okay. man. You were good, dude. You had no no issues there. But yeah, uh, uh, hilarious footage to watch, nonetheless. So 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 just to just to round things out because the story's going on very much longer than I anticipated it to. But just to round things out, we went from the Great Divide. We walked back to the train station. We're gonna take the train back to the airport, and we did, and it was great. Except the train took a little bit longer than we thought, and we already didn't give ourselves a ton of time for our plane. Then we get to the Denver airport, and the line for security was not only wrapped through all the, the turnstiles, but then it was down the hall, down another hall, around the corner, around that corner, and like basically into the parking lot. Oh. And so we're like, wow, this seems really long, uh, unusually long. So we're it's, all waiting in line, and it's – it's <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say, it's almost like they were looking for drugs or something on passengers. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do that regularly. But anyways, it was like – it, it, it was just way too long. So we wait in line and we're looking at each other like, okay, we've got 40 minutes. Okay, we've got 35 minutes. Okay, they started boarding. Okay, we've got 25 minutes, 20 minutes. We didn't get out of security until our plane said it was taking off. So it said it was taking off at 525. And we got out of security at 526. Oh, which means no. we had to run downstairs to a tram, then take that tram to the gate. Then take, then go through that gate, uh, the, the farthest terminal. Gate. The, the, the yeah, farthest, yeah, the farthest terminal. 
It went Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. We were in Charlie. We were in Charlie. Line ended. Yeah, so we, we got to that terminal. Then we ran to the gate. And as we got to the gate, they were literally, it was a Kevin McAllister moment. They were, they were closing the plane. The guy oh. was standing there, and he was like, hey, are you guys on this plane? And we're like, yes. And we're all running it out of breath. And he's like, well, I'm just waiting on paperwork. We were literally ready to go. So we're all like, oh, shit, yes, we made it. We finally made it to the plane. We all start going in to settle down, and everybody's got their arms crossed, and they're giving us the eyes. And then some dickhole on the PA <laughs> comes over and says, sir, sh- 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 sorry, everyone. We were waiting for a few passengers that were held up at security. I'm like, great. So <laughs> now everyone thinks that we were stuck trying to smuggle some weed on the plane, which we were not, by the way, at all. But I'm just saying that's what everybody thinks. I sit down. The guy's a jackass. Laos gets to sit in front of the plane, and Christian has to sit in the back of the plane. But we made it, and as soon as we walked on that plane, they closed the doors, and we left. <laughs> so. uh, just a quick shout-out. Uh, so, yeah, I got to sit in the front half of the plane. Um, I literally bumped a f- uh, apparently some lady. Uh, she was a flight attendant, and she works for the airlines. And so she was like, oh, no, I'll just go ride in a jump seat now and i was like oh well okay <laughs> sorry i was like i paid for the seat so scooch <laughs> my last thought was i saw that lady <laughs> i saw that lady get up and i was like oh great we weren't the last ones on the plane and then nick's like yeah she was sitting here i've moved her i was like oh yeah. shit you were the last <laughs> ones on the plane i bumped her ass pretty <laughs> quick i was like why don't you scooch i was like did you pay this much money for this seat i was like i don't think you did so yeah i feel bad at night yeah, no, you hey, well. if if you pay for the seat, you get it. It doesn't Dude, matter. I got it. We uh, made it to the Great American Beer Fest, and we made it home. And we were only there for a short forty-eight hours, Denver. But man, did you take care of us! Amazing. I am love town. If I would not have had the weekend that I had and had it end Monday night the way that it ended Monday night, I would have been probably more disappointed that i didn't go i'm glad you guys had an awesome time sounds like you had so many different opportunities to meet people drink different beers see the sights see the sounds or hear the sounds and uh almost run over people in a in a, in a carriage yeah yeah don't mix them up though don't mix but, all that up but it, it sounds like you had an amazing time and I'm, I'm super happy that you guys got to go and like i said i will make plans now to if we get that opportunity again which i i don't know yeah, you know, opportunities come once in a lifetime, but we should definitely go next year and stay a little bit longer and not make it so hectic for a 48 hour trip. You know what I mean? It, it was yep. definitely hectic. And and I don't want to dwell on this more. Like I said, we're, we're going to have more coverage coming out on this channel here and on the YouTube channel about what we saw and what we learned and awesome. interviews and stuff like that. So please just, you know, pay attention to that. We'll, we'll post, we'll post everything through the Facebook group, craft brews and geek news. Um, Laos man, just before you know, we we wrap up this segment. And again, I, I wanted to go through the winners of the Great American Beer Fest and all the competitions and stuff. Like we we covered this last year, and I think we even covered it the year before. If that would have been our first year doing this, but um, the reason I don't want to spend a bunch of time on it is because that wasn't like as much as that was interesting and that was a, a really fun time for the festival. That wasn't why we were there, and that wasn't why we enjoyed it the, the most. It was really just being a part of that culture, seeing some crazy stuff that you've never seen before, trying some crazy stuff you've never tried before never would try and just being a part of the experience is what i think really sums up uh the great american beer fest you know 2018 for me so uh lossman any final words and we can we can move on to our next segment yeah absolutely it it was honestly if i can pan it to like a sentence or two 
it was just a beautiful time to enjoy craft beer. I mean, it, it honestly celebration. Was. It was a celebrate, a beautiful celebration. Yeah. Enjoying yeah. there enjoy were beer. there were people literally celebrating the fact that this existed. I mean, it was just it was awesome. It was just a cool culture. It, it you know to anybody who's never even thought about going to any sort of craft beer festival or whatever, it, it was like a you know if you if you gone to a Star Wars festival, it was like that for beer, and it was beautiful because you just saw people in their essence just enjoying it. Like and everyone just, was pleasant too. Every yep. like you go to some brew fest sometimes, and there's always a dick or a really drunk asshole or something. But like yeah. everybody was just like in it to just have fun. And the people pouring the beer were some of the nicest people in the world. The people yep. drinking the beer were also very nice. And all the brewers and everybody you talk to just dispute information and sharing. So they they yep. say it's it's the one beer fest you have to go to before you die. And I completely agree. So, I agree as well. Yep. Uh, it was absolutely beautiful time. I mean, if you have the opportunity, please go to it because you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Well, the next, one, the next one starts 358 days from now. So <laughs> count them down, baby. Hey, man, you put it, you put a dollar a day away. You've got your plane ticket right there. Oh, I'm going to put saying. two away. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Boom. <laughs> and, and our Airbnb was nice. It was a little bit yep. far. That's what we would have done differently. It was a little bit farther from the, the the center of town. But again, you guys were kind of being dicks, as in I wasn't sure who was going to come. We went to the suburbs to find a space that had enough room, and sure enough, did. We had plenty of beds, plenty of room, no no problems. That was well, next great. time. Was next time we'll have six months. We'll 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 get together and and plan it out and get ahead of the the curve. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's it. And that's the Great American Beer Fest. So we will, you guys will probably be hearing stories uh, popping up, like I said, over the next few weeks as we continue to post this stuff um, as I get a chance to edit it all together and make, you know, make some nice memories out of it. Um, and we might talk about it again, but uh, moving on. Ryan, b- before we move on to the uh, geek news section here, drink it on in, send it back. I just want to give, I think we have at least, this may be the last little shout out that we can provide. Yeah, I think it is for the, uh, the local craft beer fest that you want to talk about. So you want to talk about the fall brew fest for hop hospice. Just give us a quick elevator pitch on what's going on. If anything's changed. Yeah, absolutely. No, as far as I know, nothing has changed Saturday, October 6th from 6 PM to 9 PM. Uh, it's the, well, the, the, the golf side hospice is hosting an event at Lando Lakes heritage park. It's at five, four, zero one Lando Lakes Boulevard in, um, of course, Lando Lakes, Florida. Come on out. It's uh, $25 a ticket, 45 if you are with somebody else, and uh, you can get six tickets for 120 bucks. Basically, it's just a way to give back to the community. It's a fundraiser for the hospice, and it's just going to be filled with a bunch of great breweries, a bunch of great people, and I myself will be pouring just a, I feel, a really good stout. Uh, starting gravity was 1.075, so we'll see what that finishes at. And my jalapeno IPA didn't change up too much. I changed it just a little bit uh, with the hop additions and my dry hop, which is currently cold crashing. So come on out and try that. It was beginning gravity 1.09, finished at 1.02. So anybody out there knows what that gravity is, go ahead and just do that calculation. And um, yeah, it's just going to be a really, really fun time. I'm super honored to be, you know, in a community of people that always are giving back. And I think it's just a great opportunity for everybody else that's involved as well. Um, so come on out. Very good. And I'll be there. I know that for sure. You'll be there. Last man, I think you're in maybe. Uh, you have to check my schedule, but not uh, this Saturday, next Saturday. So, okay. Yeah. 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 I will presumably be there. Cool. Okay. 
Yep. Good. Well, we'll see you guys there. And again, check us out. Um, you know, there at the event, and of course, we'll you know we'll be talking about it, and we'll be posting. We'll uh, we'll actually be posting if we're all going to this one <laughs> on uh, on the sixth. So yes, um, see us there. And again, stay stay in touch with the uh, the group there, Craft Brews Geek News on Facebook. So moving on to our geek news section here, we've got a few minutes left to wrap things up. And of course, it's been a while since we've gotten some great news and some big news, but this is a pretty big meaty story that I literally found out about, I don't know, two hours ago. So thank the maker. Um, we got some <laughs> serious news on an actual podcast day just before the actual podcast. Sony, that's right, boys and girls, Sony, makers of the PS4 and other great consoles, um, is finally allowing cross-play for some some of their games. What this means is that um, the company Sony that has resisted for so long is now giving in and allowing players cross-play for the PS4, which means select third-party content, uh, will soon actually be able to get to play the games they love and enjoy against people on competing competing consoles. So what does this really mean? Well, Xbox and PS or PC have often been sharing the consoles there, but even the Switch has gotten in on it with Xbox and PC to allow sharing of, of you know player data in, in games. Sony has dragged ass, not sure why, but now uh, they absolutely are letting players on some games connect. <laughs> it's it's news because boys, imagine all those people who have Battlefront Two. So all of the players that have Battlefront 2 on PlayStation 4 now, you know, hypothetically, uh, could now open up that, the, that playing field to all the players on Xbox One or No Man's Sky or Halo, or not Halo because that's only Xbox, that's a bad example, yeah. um, or, or anything else, uh, including Fortnite, which just today, today, uh, it, is, it is beginning today with an open beta for Fortnite that allows four PS4 players to go up against people on Xbox One, Switch, and PC, as well as Mac and mobile, all at the same time. So you yep. can potentially play against any one of those players on any one of those consoles. Um, it's a huge, huge policy change for Sony, um, and there'll be more information and other titles moving forward when they have more details to share. Um, a little blog post, a little snippet from a blog post, they said, uh, following a comprehensive evaluation process, Sony has identified a path forward supporting cross-platform features for select third-party content. We recognize that PS4 players have been eagerly awaiting an update, and we appreciate the community's continued patience as we have navigated through this issue to find a solution. Really? It doesn't make sense they did not allow it to, but it seems like it was a technical capability because one time, um, it looks like <laughs> it was uh, last year, it was actually cross-play between PS4 and Xbox One was accidentally turned on and then quickly disabled. So obviously <laughs> Sony had this going for a while, um, but it's, it's cool to know that now one game can rule them all, right? Essentially, you, you can be the master of one um if you're able to play against everybody so boys i know i did a lot of talking there but it's a hot little news tip what do you think uh i have some initial concerns so you ever see the movie gamer um yeah. or yeah uh any one of those movies that kind of fits that profile where it's like oh this is the super game this is what everyone's all about um fortnite kind of scares me it kind of does that um, it says, "Hey, this is this is a game that everyone plays, and you should play it too, you Richard." And like, it doesn't, you know, when you open it to cross-platform, that sounds amazing in its infancy. It sounds so good because everyone should play together, and that's that's so beautiful to be able to say, "Hey, look, I'm an Xbox guy and I'm a PlayStation guy. We could all just play together. And we could just have fun." 
And that sounds awesome. And everyone wins, except for if you make it so commercialized, it's it could have that potential to go, okay, wait a second. <laughs> it, it could start to look like a, a sci-fi movie. And that's what I don't want, but hopefully it won't. So for right well, now, love it. Just Ryan, before before I go to you, just one thing to add to that. It, this is the crux of every soccer mom's worst nightmare because now not only is her son, daughter, whoever addicted to Fortnite, but if you were a Fortnite kid, right? Because you can't if you're a kid that plays Fortnite, you're like 13, whatever, or less. You don't necessarily have the funds to go out and buy an Xbox or a PS4. So whatever you got for Christmas last year is what you're playing it on. Now, your buddy, your best friend, little Timmy, he may have also had the same thing, but he's got it on Xbox. So now Timmy and Bobby couldn't play together, but now they can. So this is only going to drive Fortnite sales up and make moms and dads very much more upset about what's happening and drive Fortnite to be seriously more of a contender to the end of the world than it is right now because Fortnite is killing the American population. And now that you can play across any system with anybody, now it just opened up a whole new can of worms. Quick addendum addendum before Ryan, I'm sorry, uh, Fortnite 3. It's oh, like right. That's what well, I'm saying. Yeah, but there's it was a Fortnite free. sale. No, but maybe you didn't the, play it, Timmy, the, the, because yeah. Bobby had it on Xbox One. And like, so you never played it. But now Timmy's going to play it with Bobby. And now they're all going to have it. Bobby's going to kick Timmy's ass because Timmy hasn't been playing it. <laughs> Unless Timmy now quits school and becomes a drug addict and just plays nothing but Fortnite because that's <laughs> what he can do now. Some like, I'm people saying do that. it's enabling. Ugh, I like this for everything outside Fortnite. The fact that Fortnite is the beta test just makes me cringe because Fortnite is going to make so much damn money off their free game um, now that this is actually, you know, a thing. Ugh, just I got a question, though. Is it and maybe I'm, you know, I don't know, but have the other platforms always been able to ke- connect to themselves? You Not know, always. Not between, always. But the, without without just connecting to PS4, or is it just PS4 now can connect to everybody? Sony never enabled it. Sony okay. never made it happen. So, so the other platforms Ryan, can, like Switch can connect with with Xbox? Sometimes, on different games. You, okay, use, yeah, use Madden for an example, Ryan. Like your buddy, you know, Chris had an Xbox One, and you have a PS4. Or Dane has an Xbox One, and you have a PS4. But you guys both love Madden, right? But you right. couldn't play together. Potentially, hypothetically, now you could. So okay. if you have an Xbox and he has a PS4, y'all could still play together now, just like you and I do, and and we all three play, you know, Star Wars together. It's, it's just it's just a new thing that enables you to connect, which I think is overall great. I hate the fact that it's starting off with Fortnite. Well, it it yeah, I think like about that it's starting off with Fortnite. It's like the best, one of the best games uh, out there. Have you ever, ever played Fortnite? It's I not. Have. A- I, I have it on my. I, I have. I don't it. like the fact that you can build everything up and then once you die, you kind of lose everything. But if, if at least well, once you're dead, you're dead. But well, yeah, you have to start over, and then that's that's cool. But um, I would think about it more like this. I would think, okay, so PC gaming's never changed. I mean, it's always been the same old thing. So think about it: if you had a Dell or an HP, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You're still going to play together, like on the internet. Okay. Game manufacturers didn't come out and say, well, Dells this is only for Dells, and this is only for HPs. Well, now, there was I, a line between Mac and PC. I get that recollection here, but that yeah. those games have already been able to communicate. This is Sony getting off their stupid high horse saying, fine, uh, we realize that it makes more sense for us to just share and make it happen between all consoles, which now is finally a thing. So I just I don't want to dwell on it too long. I think it's very exciting stuff. 
I think yeah. that the future of gaming now is like, hey, you want to be PlayStation? You want to be Microsoft? You want to be Nintendo? It doesn't matter. Buy the game once, play with all your friends. Well, and that just to me leads me to believe that Sony feels that the PS4 is probably going to stop selling units. Because, I mean, let's think about it. Exclusivity drives sales. So if somebody knows, like you, you guys both bought PS4s. I think Dane bought a PS4 so that we could all play online together. But now people don't have to do that. So I think in their minds, they're like, well, PS4s are going to slowly start de- declining because how many years are we from the PS5 to? Uh, they actually just announced um, it's possibly 2019. Possibly. There you go. So possibly means it's going to start driving people in a frenzy. And I think there's more to this basically saying, hey, we're going to open this up for open platform now and let's see if we keep it for, we'll see how it goes till the PS5 comes I don't. I don't see this as I, a. Just, I, I like to go a little conspiracy there. Just but that's so. fine. But I don't see this as a as a console driver because I don't. I think that if you were going to buy a PS4, you would have bought one by now. But well, that's I my see, point. No, no, I, that's my point. I'm saying they're 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 thinking sales are declining, maybe, or they're 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 not going to sell as many I, units I now think, because the PS5 is going to be coming out soon. So I don't think, open yeah, it I don't up and let people play on open on an open world. They're not. They're certainly not doing it for the fans. Everything is financial, so they're Absolutely. not going to do it. For the fans, what I think is this is a game driver. So now, if you're like, "Hey, guess what? Oh, Freaking okay. PS4 what is on its way out. We've got the PS5 coming. We have all these great games that we're going to enable this for." This jackass sitting on this couch that didn't buy our game before, but all his buddies play it, and he's like, "Well, I'm not buying yeah. a new system okay. and a new game and new controllers. I'm just, you know, I'm not going to do it." Well, now, guess what? Pony up to twenty five bucks, buy the two year old game, and play it with your goddamn friends. Now you can. Right, like well, that's what I see. Well done. I see. Well I see done. it as a game driver, yes. and, and games are even games are, are really hip. Like they're not the core of why Sony wants to make the next PS5. It's not the game sales that do it, but I think this is a good way to say, listen, if you've got one that's collecting dust in your in your back closet, now you can dust that bitch off and and buy all those games that your buddies are playing and play with them. And it's not all of them; it's very select few of them. But I think to your point, between now and when the PS5 drops. A, this sets a precedent for any future functionality or console games to already have this integration built in. And mm-hmm. B, your buddies are all playing a game that you wanted to play and now you can play with them. Go go buy the game. Keep that PlayStation Network subscription that you've got that you put you stopped paying for three months ago. That's where the play is in my head, not on buying consoles. But I hear you. Me. Well done. <laughs> yeah. But that's I just think, my idea. I think I think we just both hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. <laughs> we are we are out of time completely. Um yep. <laughs> but but uh, there was a couple there was a couple can I just drop a couple different little pieces here and then we can end it or we can wrap it up whatever you guys want to. Yeah. I got three three little stories here. Uh first off, solo came out on Blu-ray. I believe it comes out on DVD or or excuse me, Blu-ray this week. It came out on digital last week. Lost man, you bought it, you watched it for the first time. Give me your quick hits. Uh, loved it. Huge, huge fan. Coming from a guy who didn't watch it in theaters, admittedly, but it bought uh, it the day he could on digital. Power yeah. To you. Quick rebuttal. Um, I watched Deadpool, and I also watched uh, what was the other movie that came out during that time period? Uh, I watched Deadpool and the other one, whatever it was. Uh, oh, Jurassic Black Panther. Black oh, Panther also came Jurassic out. Jurassic Park, wasn't it? Jurassic yeah, Park. Jurassic World. Um, yeah, Jurassic World. Whatever. World. Yeah. So watch both those movies in theaters. Didn't have an additional forty five dollars. That's true for date night. For date night. So uh, I think I get a pass on that one because I bought the digital version uh, at the full price. So uh, 
Beyond all that, though, love that movie. Absolutely love Solo. It was good. Uh, I liked it, too, for a lot of the same reasons. But what happened is that, um, so John Kasdan, who's basically the screen uh, script writer of the movie, he, he, so John Kasdan essentially birthed Han Solo. He was around in the beginnings, and it, the character was his idea. And he listed 52 interesting facts about Solo. And we have the link that we'll include here below. Um, but essentially, it was things like, hey, this scene was intentionally shot for blah, blah, blah. And they cut it up because of budgetary reasons. And Chewie and Han actually were you know, supposed to meet this way. It's, it's a lot of interesting tidbits. It was all on his Twitter, uh, which is simply just John, J-O-N, Kasdan, K-A-S-D-A-N. Um, you can find him on Twitter, and you can look it up that way. I only found one that really ticked me off, and it was uh, this point that he made about uh, if you've watched Solo, there's a scene in there where Han pretends to have a thermal detonator, and he holds up the whole room, very reminiscent to when Leia, but in the bounty hunter outfit, uh, walked into Jabba's palace and held up the whole palace with an actual thermal detonator. In John's notes here, he mentioned that he had that the uh, intent of Leia's using a thermal detonator was because Han told her about this experience that he had where he pretended to have a thermal detonator. And I think that takes the gravity away from the scene. So I didn't love that one. But there's a lot of little tidbits like that. So I would encourage you to read through those and, and you know, get some thoughts there. But um, boys, did either one of you guys have a chance to, uh, to read any of those facts? Uh, not a whole lot. <laughs> Last two little tidbits I have. Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney World, said there will be a slow war, slowed down, a slow wars, a slowdown for the <laughs> Star Wars franchise. Uh, his quote unquote, they put out too much, too fast. Totally get that. You don't uh, say. Yeah, you don't say that. that from Uncle Bob himself, uh, the last the last Jedi did outdo Rogue One, but it didn't cut the mustard uh, from the Force Awakens turnout. So you really can't, you know, argue with that. I think what they're going to do is is obviously perform a slowdown. They've got a massive 13, 14 acre upgrade coming to the parks. A lot of continuity coming with that. Rides, TV shows. Uh, two different trilogies, a uh, you know, whole streaming service coming out. They've got a lot going on. Uh, I think a slowdown, as much as I am a Star Wars fan, if it helps them to recalibrate, put their head back on, get somebody to mastermind this franchise and take it in a direction like Marvel where it needs to go and to where they can say, hey, phase one, next three years, phase two, years three through six, phase three, six through nine. If they can forecast that, they will make good movies and produce wonderful content, which is what we need from Star Wars. We do not need this half-cocked bullshit coming out where their, their, their Marvel movies are cannibalizing their Star Wars movies. It doesn't make any sense. Um, that's my thoughts, but I'm excited about you know the fact that they're not stopping. They're simply slowing down to recalibrate, and that's that's what they should do. I think it's uh, the smartest thing they could do, to be honest with you. And um, you you listed off a few of the reasons there. Uh, when I when I saw that we were going to be talking about this, you know, Marvel has done a great job, but they've been doing a great job for years and years and years with different characters that everybody loves and always has loved, and telling their backstory, and then getting them geared and focused into where we're at now with the Avengers. Star Wars doesn't necessarily have that. They have a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of characters that people know and love, but then you have your 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 main group. And I think building this new uh, trilogy that that we're in right now, it's been really hard to tell that story and not have it be Luke's story. So there's there's a tear there, you know, directionally. I think with with uh, where the directors have decided to go, and um, 
you know, even with the the uh, the the one-off movies and things like that, the solo movie, we we all liked it, but some a lot of people didn't. So I think it's a great thing to just reel it back in, get out of the hype a little bit, and focused on what the fans and 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 what the movies should should be about for for the Star Wars world. Yep, I agree. Yeah, so I'd like to reference uh, just one thing that's not exactly in the same realm, but it's sort of in the same wheelhouse, if you will. Uh, So Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty in the video game world has just constantly produced. Like they just, they make a game every year or two and they just, they make one. And it's not even like if anybody cares about it, it's not even like if it's a relevant timeline or whatever, they just sort of make one. And it, it, it happens every single year or two. So they kind of, you know, through the Treyarch and the Infinity Ward, you know, struggles and whatnot, that's a whole nother concept. But uh, throughout all that, uh, they sort of realized like, hey, we're kind of making this too fast. Like, I mean, you know, games used to come out in like four years and now they're coming out in like a year or two i feel like movies are kind of on the same wavelength so i do kind of agree with that however uh my only drawback is man i mean i just hope they don't take a slowdown on all star wars films to say hey maybe let's not you know make some of these other star wars stories because you know solo did not as good as we wanted to in the box box office I, I really hope that's the case. I really hope they don't just go, well, you know, we shouldn't make a, you know, friggin', uh, a friggin', uh, what should we call it? Jeez uh, Louise. New Hope. Ugh. Uh, we, shouldn't just, we shouldn't redact some of the, the Star Wars stories that we wanted to make. Like, I hope they still produce those. So. Well, and they should. And, like, I think the Solo one, as much as I didn't want it, like, I did enjoy it. Um, yeah. I'd much prefer the Obi-Wan, you know, like, um, Tail, but... You know, I, they're going to make these movies for whatever reason. And until somebody, I again, uh, it's until somebody picks up the, the, the quarterback position, they're not going to, they're just going to flounder. So I, I don't, I don't know, but that's just my opinion. Maybe, right? maybe they still want to do those movies though, last man, but make them better than just making them cheesy Disney style movies. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that, but I don't really know how to even combat that question. I mean, they, yeah, they, they just well, got to, no, figure... you, you were saying you're worried that they're not going to make some of the movies that they said that they might make, but at right. the same time, maybe they just want to make them better and more in sync with the universe that Star Wars fans know and love. I mean, let's face it. Not everybody was happy with how Han Solo got his name. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I see where you're going with that, but, um, like I don't know. some people thought it was bullshit. You know, I thought it was all right. I mean, I thought it was perfectly fine. So I, I know. Oh, I'm not disagreeing, but Donnie and Donnie was the first person to point that out. You know, like I in the movies, because I, I don't I'm not I don't have a lot of stake in the Star Wars universe. I was like, oh, so that's how. But Donnie was, you know, fuck that shit. Like, <laughs> you know? took me out of it. I didn't love it. I, yeah. I didn't like it. There's a lot of those scenes in that movie specifically I didn't like, but there's a lot of my do. And they introduced you to my favorite character who was the Millennium Falcon. So. Is that a character? Yeah, we're going to call it that. We're going to call it that. It's an inanimate object. It only moves when people are in it. Hey, so is R2-D2 and C-3PO and BB-8. But R2-D2 has a consciousness, a robotic consciousness. So does some actual ship if you watch the movie. Oh, yeah, he's got a point. L3 has been upgraded to the navigational data, my friend. Sorry. Wait, who? L3? 
Oh boy, when's Which the last one? time you watched this? Oh, when boy. Dorian C- Casino, <laughs> Casino. When Dorian Carizian is also uh, his his favorite robot is uh, yep. in the Millennium Falcon. So she does have consciousness, actually. But the, the Millennium Falcon now has consciousness. You need to watch Solo again. Apparently, spoiler always alert. alert! Spoiler yeah. alert! All right. Anyways, all right. Moving on. We are going to wrap this up. We have one last story here. There is a Star Wars Vader Immortal virtual reality game coming in 2019. It is for the Oculus Quest, which is a standalone headset that was just announced, and it's $399, which is terrifying. But (laughs) if they release more than just a few games Star Wars specifically related for the Oculus, then guess what? Guy has two thumbs and $399 to burn <laughs> this guy, because I'll be buying it for sure. Um, so it sounds awesome. They only have a quick teaser trailer out, but check it out. Again, it's called Star Wars Vader Immortal. What a fitting name for such a gruesomely aggressive and miscommunicated, misunderstood villain, Mr. Darth A. Vader. Um, I love it. I'm very excited for it. I think it's going to be sweet. We don't know anything about it, but again, that also dropped today. So, boys, um, as we like to say at the end, let's go ahead and take us home. <laughs> any well, any other final um, not- notes? Whoa. Any notes behind we, me? Uh, we go I, ahead. I, I thought I we were going to comment on it, but you just went straight to the ending. So, well, I wanted, I, yeah. I wanted to. I want to know, like, what what are your thoughts? You guys have any thoughts about that? Are you anybody going on VR just yet? I was just thinking that we should get a DJ and then have like sixty pairs of headsets and Oculus, you know, glasses, and just get a, that a would be amazing together. <laughs> just a virtual. And, DJ. Nobody can see each other because our eyes are fixed. But they're all looking through the headsets and they <laughs> see each other that so way. Everyone thinks they're dancing by themselves. I don't understand. Yes. No, it's exactly. a virtual party instead of an actual party. But yeah, you're but all, you don't you're actually there. Have to look at your friends. Right. You get to look at their avatars. I love no, it. No, no, no. I think that's a great Just, idea. Oh, well, well playing Star Wars. Like, yeah, I was about to say, I thought he was saying there, you don't even have to see your friends anymore. You just go. You don't see your friends, but if everybody's there and they all have headsets on, then everybody will see everybody else yeah, in. It's basically ready player one. Have, it's like, just ready player have, one. Like, sensors on our bodies, okay, like a sensor suit. Oh, sensors. Sensor suit, and then we go into this virtual universe, and yeah, with our with our uh, with our bit emojis. Donnie, <laughs> he doesn't even know how to use the three shells, so. <laughs> I mean, here's what I'm gonna do for my for my party, my birthday party this year. We're gonna do a silent disco, and I'm gonna find a company that will rent 60 headsets, or maybe start a company that will bring a silent disco to your house. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I was really blown away with that. That is so much fun, and it it it, it was a blast. So. I don't know if that was amazing, but yeah, it's cool. I just the concept of it and watching everything in action was was good. So the video won't lie, but uh, yeah, you'll have to see it to believe it. All right, anything else, boys? Negative, dandy. Will you be going in on a 3D headset for four hundred dollars? Um, I got kids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got uh, Christmas coming up. Again. Yeah, that's a. It's not. Don't worry. It's not even out yet. It, it was just my, announced. It, my, it may be out this year. I thought I was a two hundred dollar doll set for these little LOL dolls. I'm like, I could make that. It's just cardboard. Like, not the, yeah. anyway. Yeah, brutes. total brutes, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, brutes. Uh, all right, boys. Well, lost man. Anything else? Negative. All right, then. Where kids can the good people find you, Mister Lousman? I can be found, as always, at Mr. Lawson on, on Twitter and Twitter. 
right. And Broodboy813, where can the good kids find you? Yeah, Broodboy813 on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also find me again at the Land Lakes Heritage uh, Park, uh, along with the rest of us fine gentlemen on the, on, uh, on the cast, uh, October 6th between 6 and 9 p.m. for the Golfside Hospice event. So fantastic yeah. i again will definitely be there you can find me on twitter instagram on snapchat i believe at brewmasters club youtube and facebook we are craft brews and geek news there's a facebook group there on uh, um, craft brews and geek news and uh and of course youtube you can find all of our great video content there also all of the extra stuff tidbits interviews that we have from the great american beer fest check us out on youtube again craft brews and geek news as well as this podcast channel which we will be up updating um here very shortly over the next few days and weeks and uh near futures so we appreciate everybody listening and uh we really had a great time there representing the cast at the great american beer fest we appreciate everybody's support for getting us there and and staying with us as we go throughout and as we say at the end of every podcast you better be inver for denver <laughs> okay that'll do pig That'll do. All right. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt when it came out. No, that's okay. (laughs) You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers.